Hello, friends. Welcome to another edition of the Gold and Steel podcast. We are in off-season mode now, but there's been some significant news with the Golden Knights this week. So Ian and I thought we should bring you a quick episode to discuss some of the latest off-season happenings. I'm JP, as usual, and as I mentioned, my partner in crime, who is currently walking the streets of London. How romantic. <laughs> my good buddy, Ian. <laughs> Ian, you're looking sharp, my man. This is a, a little different for us. We don't usually do this, but I think it's kind of cool. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Yeah, it's, it's currently 25 past 7 in the morning here. So this is the early streets of London that you can see. Yeah. Um, already chaos, but yeah. all good. Well, you're... AirPods are doing a good job of blocking out the sound right now. We're not hearing any <laughs> traffic noise or anything, although I'm certain there is plenty of that. So... Cool, just something different. And for our listeners, just so you know, we, we're going to try going into next season just to put content, content out more often while it's relevant as it happens. And since a lot of this news just broke yesterday and today, and of course we had the NHL draft, we thought it was worth it just to get this out there so we could discuss some of the things going on. Let's tear into it, Ian. Obviously, the biggest news and news that's really sad for a lot of Vegas fans is one of the original misfits. Riley Smith, of course, was traded two days ago, traded to Pittsburgh for a third round pick, if I'm not mistaken. And it's, it's a sad day. The Vegas fan base are all really sad to see him go. And as usual in the hockey world, there's also some fans that are downright angry about it. I, I totally sympathize with everybody's emotions. I get that it's sad to say goodbye to him, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I totally would expect all of us to be sad to say goodbye to him. However, I've said this before, sentimentality doesn't win championships, and the team is cap-strapped, and we knew somebody was going to have to go. And, th- and we'll talk about it in a minute, but there's an obvious reason why Smith was shipped out in my eyes, this is a good hockey move, even though I'm sad to see Smith go. But what are your feelings on seeing Smith get shipped out? It's it's obviously that original team is gradually disappearing. There are fewer and fewer misfits left, but that's just time and sports, right? So what are your thoughts on shipping Smith out? Um, so I think it would have been a lot harder if you hadn't just won the Stanley Cup. So I think fans should take that into account. Um it was always going to happen. We talked about it last off season, talking about Carlson. Does William Carlson stay? You know what happens with Marcia Show in terms of his contract renewal next year? It's in the next year, not this year coming. Um, so it was it was kind of always going to happen. And I guess because so you know most people know that you know obviously Chicago fan. I followed Chicago for, for for years, and I remember during the successful years, which feel like a long time ago at the moment. Um, were, you know, players that had to go and trades that had to happen that in reality don't make sense and they're not great trades and they're not, you don't get a lot back because the problem is everybody else knows what you're doing. They know that you're trying to shift cap, you're trying to make space and um, and therefore they're going to be, you know, your returns. I mean, a third pick, third round picks, not bad. It's better than a cap dump, which is what I was expecting Vegas to have to do. So I, I don't hate the trade. I get the emotion behind it. But someone, you know, there's only so many chairs and somebody was going to have to go. So it is what it is. I think he's the better choice for me than, than Carlson because I think Carlson brings a lot more 
to the ice than he does. But that's not to say that Riley Smith's a bad player. He's a very, very good player. But unfortunately, that's what happens. You can't, you know, when the cap world and when you cap hell, which obviously Vegas are going to be in for the next you know, five or so years, then it has to happen. Absolutely right. And we knew this was coming. And a saying that was popular among the players during the Stanley Cup run was, it hurts to win. That was the motto in the locker room. And that's what they were all saying to each other. And this is another example of that in another way. It hurts to win. If you're going to win a championship, you have to be aggressive. And it's specifically these kinds of aggressive moves that built a championship caliber team for the Golden Knights. It's very hard to have it both ways. Now, once again, I got to emphasize, it's there's nothing wrong with missing him and being sad to see him go. Of course we all are. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. When I hear fans trashing management over this, I just don't agree. It, it, it's like you said, we're, the team is cap-strapped. And that leads us to our next point, which is precisely why Smith got shipped out. Ivan Barbashev got re-signed. Five years, $5 million, if I'm not mistaken. That's exactly what Smith was making. So they're replacing Smith with Barbashev, who is five years younger, if I'm not mistaken, five or six years younger, had a better playoffs, probably has a longer future, uh, has scored more. Some people say that their, their regular season performances were very similar, but I'm not sure he was utilized in quite the same way in St. Louis. Here he's a first-line player with Eichel and Marcia So when you consider why they gave up Smith, it was to re-sign Barbashev, who is going to be a hot-ticket item on the yeah, open exactly. market. There's, and, and Barbashev, by the way, probably took less money to play for Vegas than he, that he might have been able to get somewhere else. So yeah. when you look at it That's that true. way, I mean, they – they had to get rid of somebody. They weren't all going to be able to stay. I, it makes sense. I mean, look at Bar- Barbership. There's a tremendous upside there, isn't there? What a player. Yeah, definitely. And I think they looked at it as we can't keep both. Uh, Barbership has the highest ceiling because he could still develop further. I mean, he's, he's not an old player. Obviously, like you said, he's got a good five years maybe on, uh, on Riley Smith. Um, and that's, that's what it's about. Because... Now the Vegas have won the Cup once. They're going to want to win again and again and again, which means they need to always be looking to make sure they've got that kind of core team that's not getting too old. And I, I, without being kind of Debbie Downer straight away, but this will happen again next offseason. Next offseason, there'll be more tough questions. There'll be more tough decisions to have to make. And the fans are always going to agree. Just the way it is. Absolutely. And and we've talked about this before on the show. There are some fans who fall in love with the players and they care more about supporting their favorite players than they do about winning championships. And fair enough. I, I, I'm not going to judge how people choose or prefer to enjoy sports. So I think some of the fans that are a little bit more into their favorite players, this stings more for them. But they have to understand that that's not the front office's primary goal. And I watched an interview with George McPhee today uh, from the draft where he said that the crest on the sweater comes first and the players come a close second. And this is a prime example of management having to put the crest first, having to put the, the symbol, the logo on the sweater first. And it's a sad day to say goodbye, but, but wow, if you're going to do it, Ivan Barbashev is an amazing addition to the team and has totally proved himself and earned every penny 
of that five-year, $5 million deal. And speaking of deals, mm-hmm. this is not official, of course, but it was leaked by the press, as things often are. And front office is even talking like this is a done deal. George McPhee even said that in his interview that I watched today, that it's basically a done deal. They must be hammering out a couple of details before they put ink to paper. But looks like Aiden Hill will also be returning. And I can't remember what his AAV was announced to be. It's not announced officially, but they're saying AAV was in the high 4 millions, 4.7 or 4.8, right? Somewhere in that neighborhood. So I I totally stand corrected, Ian. On the very last episode, I said said that I thought Barbashev was gone. And what did I say? I said it was going to be... Uh, L, was LT and Brossois? Is that what yeah, I yeah, Brossois yeah, 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 yeah. I thought yeah. I thought Hill was gone too. Uh, stand corrected, but I also wasn't expecting Smith to go. And, and moving Smith is part of what has given them a big part of why they have room to do this. What do you think about bringing Hill back? And that tells me that the tandem is probably going to be Hill and Logan Thompson. Probably. Oh, definitely. It's Hill and Thompson, hundred percent. That's what yeah. it is, and. Um, you know, I know we're going to pick up a hill question, uh, a Thompson question, sorry, in a second, but the, um, I think it's a good deal. I think it makes sense. And, um, not to say that I told you so, but the, uh, two year aspect of it, I think it was always going to happen because they, they want to tie it in with Logan Thompson. They want to tie it in with Logan Thompson's ELC, which obviously ends in two years, which gives them the chance in two years time to look at both players, both golden and say, okay, so who do we want to keep now? So, if you think that by signing Hill, it means that Thompson's going to go or that there's not, no way, no chance. They're not going to trade Thompson. It's going to be Hill, Thompson, next two years, and then it'll be, you know, who performs. If right. Hill carries on like he's playing, then I don't see any reason why Hill wouldn't stay. And then maybe Thompson goes, yeah. and maybe they pull the trigger on the trade before his contract ends. But it'll be an RFA, I think, from memory. So it's yeah. not, I, I don't, but it's definitely Hill and Thompson next year, 100%. Right. And then to answer the questions that anybody might have on the other goalies, that doesn't change. We said this in the last episode. Quick is gone. Quick was always just going to be a rental. There's no way Quick is returning. I I could have, we all could have told you that the day that he was signed. He was an insurance policy. So Quick is gone. And right now, Robin Leonard's a non issue. Likely at the start of next season, he'll probably still be on LTIR. So that's just not. Leonard is just not a factor right now. There's some concern about what's no. going to happen if and when he does return, but that's not in the near future, I don't think. So right now, Leonard's out of the mix. Is one of the teams that's, you know, like a, it will be in Arizona, pretty brilliant, you know, just being honest, will need to hit the cap uh, floor. Somebody will just take his contract on, not put him on LTIR, even though he's not, not going to play. Um, just to hit the cap floor. I, mean, I can't remember how Leonard's contract structured because the thing that always becomes really important with this is how much is a player actually getting paid? Because teams aren't going to take on paid contract as in salary. But if it's all, you know, if it's been front loaded, so actually his salary cost to the team physically is low, but the cap hit is high. That's what those sorts of teams want. That, you know, and we've seen Chicago doing similar already in the last couple of, couple of days. Taking right. on players like Taylor Hall, it's not because they think they're going to win a Sunday Cup. It's because they need cap, and he yeah. comes with cap. Right. So, yeah. Exactly. And, and, and that's assuming Leonard returns to play. We we really don't know where his health stands. 
two hip surgeries and a shoulder surgery is certainly concerning for any player, much less a goalie. So I'm not even assuming that Leonard will play professional hockey again. I wish him the best. I hope that he does. But if he does, like you said, it's not, it's not likely going to be with Vegas. So, um, and moving on now, we got, we requested some listener questions earlier today. Actually, people came back with questions really quickly asked for some listener questions since we were going to do this episode and uh, quite a few good questions were submitted on Twitter. Uh, and we did have one about Logan Thompson. Let's just go with that one first, since we were just talking about goalies. So from the golden flash VGK 2023 champs, the username, the username is VGK golden flash. The question was if LT Logan Thompson were to be traded, how much do you think we could net for him? And is that the right move? You, you heard us say this already. First of all, thank you for your question. Really appreciate it. You heard us say this already. Logan Thompson, I don't think is going anywhere. Uh, personally, I don't, I don't think they're going to trade him. They're worse. Where this is coming from, Ian, in case you don't know, is in the last couple of days, there was, I think, the first person to break it. There's a Vegas journalist named Willie Ramirez, who I think is the one who broke this. And he said that, Logan Thompson is open to playing for a contender or for a playoff team where he could be the number one. That's what started all the LT trade talk. I personally don't think Logan Thompson's going anywhere. And even if Logan Thompson's agent said that, I think that's just gamesmanship. That's just a chess match to, to make sure that Logan has a secure place on the team. I, you know, I don't know. And I don't know why that journalist would put that out there. I personally don't think Logan Thompson's going anywhere and the Knights yeah. don't have to let him go anywhere right he's he's still a they still have his why rights would yeah why oh, would why they would he, he, he costs seven hundred thousand dollars a year or something yeah. seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a year and he plays you know he's an all-star they don't he's not yeah. a UFA right now is he he can't go anywhere no, no. and it would be a case of um sitting down at the beginning of the season and saying right guys whoever's in form plays right the goalie competition. Yeah, yeah, basically goalie competition because it's, you know, you're going to have two starters. So I, I don't, I don't disagree with the report's comments. I do think he's a starter. Yeah. But that's, will be potentially in Vegas if he earns it. Right. Yeah. But he's not good. He's not, he's not, he's not, he's not, he's not being traded. If it, I could, I could be looking very silly in a, in a couple of weeks time if he gets traded, but I would, I've got happily, uh, not bet the house, but I'll, I'll take the claim, which is that the beginning of the season, it's Hill and Thompson. Yeah, with the information no we trade. have now, we can't see any indicator as to why on earth they would trade away Logan Thompson. But VGK Golden Flash, thank you for the question, and it's a fair question, especially since there's been a lot of talk about this about that this week. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm not surprised that you're curious about that, but from my informed opinion and Ian's informed opinion, we don't think Logan and Thompson is going anywhere. What I would also say um, is, because I think one of the part of the questions was around what what would we get for him back? Oh right, um, right. The the answer to that is less than you think. So the goalie like trade value is is, is and this has historically been really really low. Why I, I don't really understand it. But it just has been. You know, we've seen Desna goalies kind of leave for a lot less than what you'd expect. Um, so if if you're kind of there thinking, well, maybe we'll get a couple of first round picks for Logan Thompson. Nah. Yeah, I think if you know. And again, another reason why Vegas won't do it. It's not worth it. 
Yeah, he's he's and he far outperforms his salary right now. So he's a really valuable player for the team. And I think initially Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson will probably share the net quite a bit in the regular season uh, unless there's an injury or something like that. Uh, one more comment on the goalie market that we didn't mention as well is, is uh, I think it's safe to assume also that Brossois is probably gone, uh, if anybody's curious about that. But I, I can't see them re-signing him now with uh, LT and, and Hill Lock. Because Brossois is a UFA, I believe, right? He'll get an offer, but I don't. I, I think they'll probably have to let him move on. But uh, I don't know, Ian, what do, you, do, you, do you think that's probably accurate as well? Sorry, mate. Something around? Um, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I just, I said, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see it happening. I, I think Brossois will go quick. Obviously, he's already a quick before it's a rental anyway. Um, so yeah, but I think it's uh, it's, yeah. it's a very, very good question to ask because I can totally understand where people are coming from with that and why the why uh, the listening question in. I just, yeah, yeah. It, the hill signing doesn't change Thompson for me. Yeah, yeah, and the Hill signing I think also solidifies that Brossois is probably the one that's on the move of the Correct. of the three yeah. active goals. Now, will he get a start in position somewhere else? He might do. He he might he after might the fir- yeah that good first half of the playoffs, right? Yeah. He had a great playoff run. I think he probably earned himself a spot somewhere yeah. else. So, and again, like yeah. you know, it, it, yeah, we we could probably talk about it all day, but it's it uh, they, those are the two they'll keep. Yeah. It'll be LT Crash and first, Hill. as uh, McPhee said, and that's what they'll be looking at. Is <laughs> you know, it's not a case of who's the starter; it's a case of we want both because that gives us the best chance of winning the Stanley Cup. So. Right, right, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Great question uh, at VGK Golden Flash. Thanks for your question. We appreciate that. So, next question was from Kyle Pickering. Uh, his username's at Kyle Pickering Four. Who would you rather see fill Smith's spot? with Carlson, Dorofayev, or Cotter. Now, um, if I'm not mistaken, Carlson and Smith were already playing on the same line. They were, they were second liners, right? So really, we're looking at Dorofayev or Cotter to answer that question because Carlson's already on that, assuming that that's the line, right? We don't know. They could shift things around. But in terms yeah, of filling... Stevenson in that mix. Yeah. Stevenson in that mix. So, But assuming... Um, you know, if we're just talking kind of filling that slot, Kyle, I think for me, Dorofayev is a guy who's got the potential to be a top six forward. I think Cotter is more of a bottom six guy, but he's a great utility player. And Cotter has proven that he can be inserted anywhere in terms of like a permanent home. I would I would lean more towards Dorofayev, who I think is highly likely to crack the roster next year. That's just yep. my take based on what we've seen from Dorofayev so far. He had a, he was, in fact, I'm surprised. Honestly, this team is so deep. That's the only reason he was in the press box for the entire playoffs. On any other team, Dorofayev would have been out there every night. So that's my thought. But I don't know, Ian, what are, what are your thoughts there? I mean, Cotter is more of a bottom yeah. six guy, you think? I, I completely agree. I think Cotter's ceiling is, is third line. Um, mm-hmm. He could end up as a top six. Uh, and we have seen kind of, you know, the kind of larger players, the ones that do more hitting in the top six on certain teams. I don't think Vegas are that sort of team, um, but it's Dorofayev. But again, you know, like lineup they have on day one might not be the lineup you have on day 365. So I yeah. think it's, 
it, Dorothy it, will be given the shot to prove that he can play at that level. And if he does, and he, is, he could they potentially use a free agent to make that, maybe. But I think the cap yeah. situation means that's highly unlikely. Yeah, yeah. And of course, um, you know, you have to consider center, winger, all that stuff as well. Uh, to answer your question, Kyle, with Carlson being a center, I think Carlson, for the foreseeable future, is going to play center for this team. Uh, yep. And so we're looking at people more who can play, even though centers can play wing, but Carlson rarely, if ever does, uh, he's yep. definitely one of the important centers on the team. So I think we're looking at guys who, who more commonly play wing. I think Dorofayev can also play center, but he's been playing wing uh, for, yeah. for the, for the Knights, And I think that's the role he's likely to play at least next season. That's just my guess, but. Yeah, um, no, I think, I think you're right there, mate. I think you're right. Uh, I mean, they could potentially play Stevenson and Carlson together. And then maybe bring Brusson into the third line uh, of right. centre, but right. uh, it doesn't. When you've got two face-off guys that are good as Carlson and Stevenson, then shove them on the same line together. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't seem to make sense. So yeah, I think you're looking at Dorafire. That's my. Yeah, that's my. That's a good thing because that's 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 the farm, right? So that's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, that's my best. That's our best guess, Kyle. But great question. Thanks for submitting that. We really appreciate it. So got a couple more questions here. Ipster RJI, am I saying that right? At Ipster RJI. Uh, speaking of Brisson, he asked or she asked, how was Brisson's development in Henderson this past year? And I pulled up some of Brisson's stats for the 2022-2023 season. He, of course, played the entire season on the Henderson Silver Knights. So he played... 58 games, and I'm not sure how long the AHL season is. I think there aren't quite as many games as the NHL. I don't know if he was out injured, but it says here he played 58 games. Uh, And I'm getting this from NHL.com. He scored 18 goals, 19 assists for a total of 37 points on the season. His plus minus was a minus two. Uh, and he had 56 penalty minutes, which that's actually quite a bit of time in the box uh, mm-hmm. for, for 58 games. Yeah. <laughs> so um, now stats are not everything. And I admittedly didn't follow the Silver Knights as closely this year. It's interesting, though, because we kind of thought Brisson was going to crack the lineup this year. And I think in some other franchises, he would have. But we know that the Vegas Golden Knights are... An absolute juggernaut in terms of depth. This is a tough roster to crack. Real tough. You got guys sit, you got Phil Kessel sitting in the press box for almost the entire playoffs. So that's part of why Brisson's not on the big club. And this club also is notorious for overcooking their prospects. They don't like to rush their prospects <laughs> into the NHL. So uh, my take on Brisson is I think he can handle the NHL. I think he would, would do fine on some NHL rosters, this roster is awfully crowded. And so while I think yep. Brisson's coming along just fine, is he going to crack the roster this coming season? <laughs> there's not a lot of room. I don't think there's a lot of space no. right now. So, but what, what do you think, Ian? Um, so he, I know he's, he's not making the roster this year because uh, I think the problem is the position he plays. I think if he played more wing and less center, which I think, you know, I know he can play both, but he is predominantly a center. Um, then he might be able to break it. But, you know, like I said, A, Vegas have got a history of, of being a slow cooker when it comes to uh, <laughs> their prospects. But the, uh, the, the, other, the other side is the fact that what's the point of putting him in as a fourth liner playing five minutes a night 
in Vegas, like in the Vegas main team, when you could have them in the Henderson Silver Knights playing first line minutes the whole season. Um, and obviously Henderson had a good season, like in the end, they didn't start very well, but they had a good season in the end. And he's he's better off where he is. Development-wise, his, his numbers weren't great, but then he's the sort of player where you're not going to see like number after number after number. Um, so they go with the joys of uh, being outside. Um, so the it's uh, for him, it's more like his personal development. He's a, he's a big guy, so you know it's he kind of plays big anyway. Um, but I yeah, he, he'll be Henderson potentially could come up for big if he starts great. Henderson, these things can change. But if you're asking me, is he in Vegas on the opening night? He'd have to have a pretty amazing preseason. So right. I would say no. Right. Because yeah. It's, uh, you know, Carlson or Stevenson would have to get dropped, which is just not going to happen. So. Right. It's the, it's the center depth on the team is just absurd. And right. Like you said, unless you had something like, you know, Paul Cotter earned his way onto the roster in training camp or in, in preseason last year, you know, Paul Cotter was not really on people's radar and he came in and had an amazing preseason and, and earned a roster spot, but there has to be a roster spot available too. And, the, the reigning Stanley Cup champions are stacked with talent and they just re-signed Barbashev. So, but, but to answer that question more generally, I think Brisson is probably right on track. I don't think he's... He is, yeah. Yeah, he's right where he needs to be for his development and still very much a, a player that, that likely has an NHL career in his future or, or at least is going to get a few cracks at it. You have to prove yourself yeah. once you get there, of course, but... Hopefully that answers your question, and uh, thanks for sending that in, at IpsterRJI. We appreciate you. So next question by Juana. Uh, Juana and I chat here and there online. Her username is at Juana. It's either Juana Henderson, or I'm guessing it's at Juana H. Anderson. <laughs> it's probably more likely, but a uh, little bit tongue-in-cheek here. She said, was the victory Flamingo overserved? And then she said, seriously heartbroken over losing Riley, but hope he will always consider Vegas home and still retire here. And then she said, thanks for all you do. Um, you're welcome, Juana, and thank you for saying that. That's very nice of yeah. you, and we appreciate you listening and appreciate your question. And I totally agree. Heartbroken to see Riley Smith go, one of the original misfits. It's a super bummer. Uh, but glad that we got to have him here for six seasons and glad that he left here a Stanley Cup champion, as Ian mentioned earlier. To answer your tongue-in-cheek question, was the victory Flamingo overserved? I think I said this to you on Twitter. I don't think it's possible to have too much victory Flamingo, especially <laughs> considering what it symbolizes. But I hear what you're saying. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, the victory Flamingo is a tradition that's developed in Vegas whenever the Golden Knights win. The fans throw pink victory flamingos on the ice. And of course, that's related to our history here in Vegas, the Flamingo Hotel. And so, yep. but uh, by, by the Stanley Cup final, especially the, the night of game five when they actually lifted the cup, there were pink flamingos of all sorts all over the ice. So it is getting a little intense, Juana, but uh, I, I say bring it on. Uh, you know, the more of those we see, it means the Knights are winning, right? So, uh, Anyway, fun question, and thanks for that, Juana. Um, got a couple more here. Username Storm Knights are Storm Dash Knights are Stanley Cup champs. So that's at Storm two eight one seven. Does Vegas as a destination city allow us to get away with trading players for nothing, or will that eventually catch up to us? I 
I think I, I think I understand what you're getting at. And Ian, you and I talked about this right before we rolled. So why don't you take a crack at this one? You understand kind of what yeah, the question is getting at. So Vegas, so Vegas's destination definitely is a plus. So when you're trying to bring players to Vegas, and we're normally talking about UFAs here rather than, than trade, I don't think it changes the trade value. But what it definitely does is, is it stops Vegas being on the no trade list of, of players. So, you know, normally the players have got no movement clauses or no trade clauses have 10 to 20 teams that they say, like, these are the teams that I don't want to get traded to. Obviously, they tend to be, to be honest, the bad teams. Um, but they're also bad locations. So the infamous one that most people talk about is Winnipeg um, because of its location. And like, I haven't got anything personally against Winnipeg, by the way, but this is just what players say, is that they, they don't want to move because they feel isolated. It's, you know, it's away from anything else and etc etc whereas there are other destinations such as florida would be another one where players go you know what okay i don't mind being traded there even if the team's not competitive because i quite like to live in florida or i quite like to live in vegas or etc etc what you don't see with vegas though and if there's any accountants that listen to our podcast at one or show want to correct me if i um, but i don't believe there's a tax benefit like you get with Florida and like you get with Dallas. So I don't believe there's any tax benefit to why we'd be able to get a player cheaper than somebody else. Um, but I do think the destination's a draw. You know, did Barbashev sign for less because he can play in Vegas? Probably not. But it's certainly being playing for a Stanley Cup winning team helps. So yeah. it's, a, it's a, good, a good question to ask. Don't think it changes anything in terms of trade value, though. I think the problem that Vegas have when they're trading players is that everybody knows why they're doing it. They're doing it because they need the cap, they need the space, and therefore you're always going to get uh, a harder bargain. Yeah, absolutely. And I will jump in, in, in and say as a Vegas resident, um, we don't have state income tax here, which is similar to the benefits that you get in Florida. That being said, I don't know how that plays out in terms of actual numbers. You know, I, okay. I, I, I'm assuming it would be about the same if you're only paying, if you're only paying federal um, but, uh, and I know with Canadian markets, taxes is another big thing because Canadian federal taxes in Canada are, are off the chain. And so you could make 6 million a year in Canada and make 5 million a year in the U S and you probably, you might come out with the same amount of money. It, it was. So, so, um, uh, Rajlov was the infamous case where he went to Dallas for the exact same money that Montreal were offering him. Because mm -hmm. in Montreal, he would have come out with less. Yeah, and the, exactly. the argument at the time was that the team's cap should be taxed, uh, like a pre-tax cap or, oh, you know what I mean? I like, so yeah. that it yeah. was, because otherwise, essentially, the, a cap of, of 82 million for, Mont for Montreal was not the same as a cap of 82 million for Vegas, was, was exactly. the argument at the time. Yeah, um, so. yeah. Hey, yeah, they're never going to do that. <laughs> yeah, they probably <laughs> won't. I, I can see the logic behind no. that argument, but uh, I can. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to happen. Um, that would be very confusing. Yeah, uh, great question, and thanks for that. Um, and I, I understand uh, at Storm two eight one seven. I understand what you're getting at there. It's. Uh, yeah. I I think it's this is wrong. a con. It's not wrong. It's, yeah, it's not wrong, and I, I think it's a consequence of building a championship team. You're going to have to push the cap hard, and when you're up against the cap, cap dumps, trading away players for nothing is an unfortunate consequence of that. That's going to happen sometimes when you push the cap that hard. But you don't have any leverage, 
And sometimes you have to just clear cap and you're not going to get anything back for the player, but uh, it may catch up eventually. It could, but we have a cup now in Vegas. And so you could argue that maybe it's worth it, but uh, that's a debate for another episode. So (laughs) moving right along, (laughs) I'm, I'm, uh, I'm conscious of time and I'm conscious of Ian's battery life on his phone and that he has a day planned here. A couple more quick (laughs) questions that we'll try to blast through. How are you doing on battery life, by the way, Ian, you think you've got five more minutes Uh, in yet or? Yeah, we got. Yeah, we can do that, mate. About five out. more. Okay, I've, let's. I've done all the tricks, man. I've, I, we're all low battery mode. The <laughs> okay. brightness is down. You know, all right. I'm rubbing the back of it. There's everything to keep it going. So. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll blast through. We just got a couple of quick ones left, and we'll try to answer them as quickly as possible while still uh, uh, paying respect to the question and answering it as thoroughly as we can in a short period of time. Cole Hall. Mm-hmm. At Cole eight eight three four three one one five says, "Do you think we have a chance of getting Zucker? Um, Zucker from who cur- who is currently with Pittsburgh, but probably leaving. Uh, Zucker wasn't really on my radar. It's a nice idea. I'm not positive that the Golden Knights are going to be." up for spending the money it would take to get a player like Zucker. And since they just got rid of Smith, wouldn't Zucker just be kind of?" Bringing in another Smith? Maybe not. What are your thoughts there, Ian, real quickly? I mean, look, if it can be done, I mean, cap-wise, obviously, if it can be done, then I think they should do it. Zucker's a good player. I think the problem mm-hmm. we're going to have, why I don't think it will happen, is Zucker's going to want a multi-year deal, and Vegas aren't going to want to do that. Not with yeah. Marshall So's renewal next year. I think Chandler Stevenson is also a UFA next season, uh, which potentially, by the way, is where Brisson then fits in uh, in a year's time. Um, but mm-hmm. the as it stands right now, I just don't see them doing that. And you know, say Zucker wants four million, uh, they just can't. They're not going to be able to do it. So I, I'd be really shocked if Vegas are super aggressive in the free agency market. I think what they'll look for is players who want the chance to win a cup, and therefore will come to Vegas on a quote unquote you know team friendly deal, uh, where it's a million or two million for one season, just to try and win something. Right. Um, probably an, a, an older player, which Zucker would fit that. And if Zucker does that, then fine. But I think the reason why he's not resigning in Pittsburgh is because he wants more than they're willing to give him, would be my guess, right. which is why they wanted Riley Smith, because he becomes yeah. the Zucker replacement. Yeah. Exactly. So it makes no sense. Yeah, and, and Vegas likely wouldn't be able to or have any desire to no. pay that either. But uh, it's a nice yeah. idea in a in a in a cap-free world, <laughs> it's a lovely idea, but I'm not guessing that's going to happen. So, uh, but great question, Cole. Thanks for that, and that's an interesting idea. It's something I hadn't considered. And uh, but yeah, unfortunately, the the monster that is the cap rears its ugly head in that situation, as it, it often does. Uh, it does. Last from our our good friend Barrett, who is a loyal listener and is always chiming in with good questions at. Bye, nice, I, three, one, one. I got to figure out how to say that one of these days. Um, so Barrett had a couple questions, two or three questions. He said, after the Barbashev and alleged Hill resignings, do you see Vegas making any more significant moves in free agency or through trade? Should Howden be brought back? And if so, how much? And then thoughts on mm-hmm. Ryan Craig becoming Henderson's new head coach and will it improve the farm system. So the first question, do we see Vegas making any more significant moves in free agency or through trade? They've said that they're interested in signing who they've got. Never say never. Maybe a team friendly deal, but the the team's in pretty good shape. They don't really have any major areas of need. uh, And they have quite a few guys that need to be resigned. But what do you think, Ian? 
Well, the, the thing is, like, you never know. And, and, and it, the NHL has this habit of, of looking like nothing's going to happen. And then suddenly you check your phone in the morning and you go, Jesus Christ, what the hell? Yeah. I mean, the classic yeah. was I was sat on the sofa the other day and, like, you know, my wife let out this kind of little screen thing. And I thought, what? That's... Anyway, so I said to her, I said, what? what's up? She showed me her phone, which was the Taylor Hall trade with Chicago. And don't get me wrong, I knew they were going to have to take cap. But I was expecting it to be a player who, like, you know, like, like a Lena, for example. That's what I was expecting Chicago to do, something that got them to the floor because they're going to struggle to get there otherwise, um, but wasn't actually a player that was going to contribute. So when you see those sorts of traits, and if you're talking about value, they gave up pretty much nothing. I mean, Ian Mitchell is potentially a bottom six D-man and, and regular. He's similar in terms of potential, and maybe slightly higher than Mitchell, but still, it's nothing for Taylor Hall and, 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 um, and Felino was part of the deal as well. So you never know. Um, and Barrett always loves a multiple question as well. It always makes me laugh. It's, it's, it's always two or three. Um, <laughs> he's, and, um, he's got a great hockey you know, mind. He's thinking ahead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we all love the questions. It's, it's all good. I don't, I, you never know. But I think it, you know, and, and McPhee would, would probably answer exactly this way, which is to say it would have to make sense, but it'll only happen after they sort out Howden and everybody else. Because otherwise, you just put an added pressure on yourself. So right. you go to Howden, which was the next part of the question. I think. He's going to look at. He's going to have a bridge deal. If I look at similar players in terms of age um, and point production, position, blah blah blah, then I think you're looking at around one and a half to two million. It could be higher. I would imagine Vegas will be trying to push him down. Um, Vegas would probably like him to take some sort of like two million. Oh, sorry, two million deal over two years, so one million cap hit each year. I don't think they're going to be that lucky. But I could see it maybe going one and a half, two. Could it go to arbitration as well? Potentially, I think he's a, I'm pretty certain he's an RFA, so it could do. But yeah. Vegas will want to avoid that, obviously. I, I would guess one and a half million would be my guess yeah. for two years. And that'll be it. And then it'll be a case, again, in two years' time, this roster is going to look very, very different. Because in two yeah. years' time, there's a lot of people that will be re-signing or not re-signing. Um, and that's where it'll be. The point to Howden will be, you've got two years, make your impact, and then you can be the next five million five-year player that we right. sign. Right, if you be my guess. That. Yeah. You got a, good, an- yeah. good answer, Ian, and uh, thanks for that, Barrett. Um, so, yeah, to, to, to sum up, I, I think odds are very good that Howden's a golden knight <laughs> for the next year or two at least. Uh, last question, and then we're going to wrap this up. Thoughts on Ryan Craig becoming Henderson's new head coach and will it improve the farm system? So anybody who doesn't know, Ryan Craig was an assistant coach for the Golden Knights for the entire life of the franchise from year one under all the coaches, all six years, he was an assistant coach, did power play, I think, did did offense and forwards. And now he's uh, been hired as the new head coach, which means he's, of course, leaving the Golden Knights, the head coach of the Henderson Silver Knights, the uh, farm club. Will it improve the farm system? I mean, look, Nobody knows the system better than Ryan Craig. He knows how the Golden Knights like to play. He knows their style of play. I think it's a great thing. And obviously that means Ryan Craig is looking to move into getting some head coaching experience. He obviously ha- has aspirations to eventually probably be a head coach in the NHL. I, w- I was surprised by the move. I didn't see it coming, but I think it'll be a great thing for the farm system. Yeah. And, and I'm guessing they have a replacement in mind for him already. So uh, I, Overall, depending, I mean, you know, probably I'm guessing uh, Cassidy might even have somebody in mind already that they're going to bring in to, to fill 
Ryan Craig's role, but uh, yeah, I think I think it's a good thing, don't you, Ian? I mean, I I think it's probably yeah, a good definitely. thing all around. To to promotion, I know it will feel like it isn't because you're kind of going back out of the NHL, but you're going back out of the NHL into a into a you know a, a higher position, and there right. is only 32 uh, NHL head coach positions, so it's not. A, and yeah. Vegas don't want him to go somewhere else to get that opportunity. They'd rather him cut his teeth in Henderson, and then like yeah. maybe he's the next Bruce Cassidy. You know, should Bruce Cassidy step down in the future? Um, right. But it, what it really shows to me is Vegas's shift from being all about just win now, win now, win now, and trade and trade and trade. Uh, I call Petrangelo, blah, 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 to get there. Whereas now it's a case of, okay, we've done all of that. We've got our team, but we now we need to focus on the farm because we need to do what all the other teams do. Yeah. Until it's getting busy now in London if, if we get close <laughs> to nine o'clock. Um, and uh, is, which is to have a couple of players on that ERC where you can then make that cap thing work by right. having the youth and by having the experience. But to have the youth, you've got to have a farm system that keeps producing it. And and Vegas right. know that they're not going to have, you know, they're not going to get an Adam Fantilli or, or a Carlson or a Bedard because they're not going to be that high from the draft. They're going to have right. to draft well, scout well, and, and, and um, you know, and, develop well so and to me it shows that they take that really seriously by putting him in there because i said henderson didn't have a bad year so to put him in shows that they really want to focus on it and when you've got players like Usan, dorfayev obviously will be in the nhl next year but there's a couple of defensemen as well um whose names call me or i think it's one and then there's a few others they're all in that kind of cusp of are they going to break the NHL or are they not going to break the NHL? So I think Henderson is going to, and we're going to follow it massively next year on, on, on the show, but it's, I think it's going to be a really, really, really key time for that club. And that's why they've made that move. Yeah, absolutely. And I, yeah, I feel great about the move. I, I, and I think it will, I mean, the farm system is already pretty strong, but I think it's a it's a great move for the for the system yeah. and for the future of the franchise overall. Great questions, Barrett. We always appreciate you. Thank you to all of our listeners for the questions you submitted. And this was fun today. We did this a, a little bit more quickly than usual in terms of planning, but uh, kind of fun with Ian roaming the streets of London. And I know Ian's got some other things yeah. to get to today. So we'll let this sharp dressed fellow get to uh, get to his business. But thanks guys. It's been a great season and we'll, we'll come to you with a couple more off season shows uh, before we get into preseason next year. But wanted to cover this today since we had some big news. Thanks again, everybody. Enjoy your off season. We'll, be on Twitter every day. Uh, feel free to say hi and send us your thoughts or your questions. And uh, we'll look forward to the next one and we'll announce when that's coming up. So Ian, have a great day, buddy. I know you and I will be chatting soon and uh, we'll see well, you we for will. the next one. This, is, uh, this has been great and we're looking forward to more. So take it easy, guys. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Stay safe. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>